Who's been greatly challenged by the series in, in their lives? I think we all have. Um, we can see God's word just speaking very loudly and clearly. God has got such good things for us. Um, and Him calling us. I, I read the book of Hebrews the other day. and In chapter 12, it speaks about discipline. Now, this is not in my sermon. I'm just going off. But it speaks about discipline as children of God. And no discipline is pleasant at the time, Hebrews 12 says. But it produces a great harvest of righteousness in us. And sometimes scriptures like this challenging us are, in a sense, a form of discipline in our lives spiritually to make sure we're on the right path, seeking God with all our hearts. But, and it always leads to righteousness and a beautiful fruit within our lives. And so I hope it blesses you. This week we had life group, well, we have two life groups going in Pekinwood at the moment, open to everyone. And um, in our life group, we're speaking on a topic called new, the new man. And it's about our identity in Christ and what God has done in us and how it raises us to a standard of living with God that he's called us to live in. It gets rid of all kinds of doubts and fears, thinking in our old sinful nature, in our old ways, and it encourages us and strengthens us to walk in the fullness of who God has created us to be as new creations in Christ. And we've been so empowered, and we played this song, this beautiful song that says, I know who I am. And we played it at youth before, it says, I know who I am. I'm walking in power, I'm walking in miracles, I live a life of favor, because I know who I am. And it's so empowering to confess those words over your life, saying, I know who I am in Christ, and what He's done in me, and now I'm a new creation. And it says, I'm walking a life of favor. And that part for me was something that I just spoke to some of the teens on Friday night here at Youth Youth. I must say, pumped on Friday night. Um, if you were there, um, which not many of, or some of the teens are up there at the back um, and around, um, it was so enjoyable, but also just so refreshing and deep, um, just to see where teenagers are at and what they've gone through. And um, I mentioned again, as a new creation in Christ, we live a life of favor because we have the presence of God with us. But there's also a sense that I feel that God wants to Build us up in this area. He wants us to understand that there's a way in a sense, and I'm going to just listen, I list the scripture now, there's a way in a sense to preserve the favor of God over our lives and maybe to build that favor over our lives. And you're going to see why I say that. And it is done in this, to be humble and contrite, but to fear and tremble at God's word. That's how you cultivate in a sense, if I can put it that way, that way, that's how you cultivate God's favor over your life. Let me show you that from Scripture before you think I'm speaking nonsense. Isaiah 66 verse 2, Has not my hand made all these things, and so they come into being, declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit, and those who tremble at my word. The series is called Tremble. Those who have reverence and fear of God's word, respect and honor of God's word. Those are the ones the Bible says there with humility and a contrite spirit that goes, God looks on and looks over with favor. If we are to say that we love, we honor, we revere, we respect, we adore God above everything else, it means that we have the heart of God and His attitudes, his mindsets, and his concerns up front in our lives. 
If we to say that we fear God and we honor God and we love God with all our hearts, that is to really show that we have God's concerns as our own. To be living our lives with God's cares being our cares. And that's really what the Bible says in Ezekiel 11 verse 19 and so many scriptures that he says, I will give them a new heart. We know these scriptures so well. I'll give them a new heart and a new spirit I'll put within them. I'll remove the heart of stone and I'll give them a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36, 26. And I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in you. And that's the new man that we're speaking about in life group at the moment. And I will remove the heart of stone from you and, your, and, and give you a heart of flesh. Jeremiah 31, 33. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. And I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hebrews 8, verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and I'll write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. That was a whole bunch of scripture very quickly. You can never say that I don't use scripture in my sermons. All right? <laughs> to see what God sees, to experience what God experiences, to have an outlook that God has, is something that believers walk into and they start accepting and they start growing in. And so to see with a new heart is to see as God sees. And I believe as Christians, I believe as Christians we need to trust God, that the Spirit of God touches our hearts, refreshes us, and renews a steadfast spirit in us. A steadfast spirit within us. That will be unshakable when it comes to His Word. And I've spoken about it about the last few weeks. That we will have hearts of no compromise when it comes to His words. That we will stand so strong that we won't see a falling away like I've mentioned in the stats of the last 20 to 22 years in America where over 40 million Christians have walked away from the faith because of a weak faith, because of a lack of fear of God. Let me ask it. Tough question that I've been thinking over. Do we fear that we may hurt God by the way we live? Are we deeply concerned that our lifestyles, our wrong choices, and our sinful acts hurt and offend God? Do we really fear the Lord by the way we live our lives? That what we do, what we get up to, what we say, our actions hurt the heart of God if they are sinful and ungodly. It was something that I mulled over and I wept over many times as I thought about us in the body of Christ in the culture and the society that we live in nowadays around the world. Do we truly have that sense in our heart that when I live a life unworthy entertaining all kinds of sin, that I'm breaking the heart of God by offending Him and His Word? Do we fear the Lord in such a way that we honor Him and love Him like that? That we say, God, I, I cannot do this anymore. I don't want to live a life hurting you with my actions and my behavior. Help me, God, to turn away from evil, to turn away from sin. Help me to live a life of holiness, not being perfect, but a life of holiness. And here's some scriptures that go beautifully into this and I want to speak on this morning a healthy fear of the Lord and a healthy fear of the Lord shows 
in a distaste for sin. A healthy fear of God and a love for God and His Word shows in someone's life where they have a distaste and a hatred for sin and for evil, not just out there in the world, but in their own lives. Where we turn from our sinful ways because we fear God and we love God. Proverbs 8 verse 13 says, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Because we sometimes say, what does it mean to fear God? Fear means obviously reverence. It's not terrified and afraid. It's reverence and love and awe. But to fear God means you hate evil. God says, I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. The Amplified Version puts it beautifully in terms of many of the definitions we've used from the Greek. It says, the reverent fear and worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate, says the Lord. The Christian or the contemporary English version says, if you respect the Lord, you'll hate evil. Isn't that cool? If you respect the Lord, if you truly say that you're a child of God that loves and reveres and honors God, it means you have a hatred for evil and for sin in your lives. It brings you back to a place of saying, God, oh God, help me deal with this stuff in my life. Help me walk a life of honor. No man, no woman can ever say that they love God and they are in love with Him and that they fear God while entertaining a life of sin. No person can walk around declaring their love for God, throwing up holy hands to Him in worship while just blatantly just going on in their patterns of sinful, destructive behaviors. It's impossible because to fear the Lord, to love the Lord, means we hate evil and you know very often in the beginning of our christian walk we turn we make this radical turn from sin our hearts are softened and we take on the heart of god and god does the most incredible thing because we've received this new spirit and this new heart and as we go along what happens is culture society and sin begins to take hold of our hearts and we get this undivided heart and our hearts grow colder and colder before the Lord. And we become sometimes lukewarm. We go through these phases. And we begin entertaining sin in our lives. That just pulls us away from the Spirit of God working in our lives. And so it's so good for us to develop. I want to say it like this this morning. It's so good for us to develop a hatred for sin. You know, there's one kind of hatred that God speaks of. And it's one of this kind is it's a hatred for evil it's a hatred for sin a strong christian who fears the lord has a deep distaste and dislike and a hatred for sin and you can build that in your life you can build that in the life that helps you fear god and by fearing god it helps you have a hatred for sin and so it's good to develop this hatred for evil for injustice for perverse speech for sinful actions for pride for arrogance healthy for us to have a dislike for ungodly behaviors in our lives psalm 97 verse 10 says this those who love the lord hate evil those who love the lord hate evil and here's some blessings for he guards the lives of his, of his faithful ones and he delivers them from the hand of the wicked those who proclaim, I want to put in other words, in other versions, those who proclaim their love for the Lord must have a hatred for all kinds of sin and evil. And so, again, the fear of God is healthy. The fear of God leads to a life 
of repentance, continuous repentance. You don't repent once and then go back to the sin. God's called us to repent, to turn away, and to walk strongly with Him and not compromise His Word. And so this is really what the series is based on, is about not compromising God and His Word. And so build this reverence. I encourage you to build this love and this fear and this honor for God and His Word, that when you read something in His Word, you check your heart, you check your life, and you say, God, I cannot continue in these ways because I hate the sin in my life. I hate the ungodliness in my life and I'm going to do away with it. I'm going to deal with it in my life. Fear is what's pretty amazing. A love and a healthy fear and reverence for God also keeps you from sinning. A healthy love and reverence for God keeps you from sinning. And I want to read Exodus 20 verse 20. Look at what Moses says here to the people. Exodus 20 verse 20 says, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Other versions say, do not be terrified. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. God's come to test you, he says to them. He says, so don't be afraid. Understand that God is doing these things. Stay close to God. God is testing you so that reverence and awe and love and honor and respect for God will be so deep within you that it will keep you um, and stop you from sinning and walking a life of sin. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 7, such a well-known verse that we love. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Here's an important part of that verse that we often um, don't quite get to. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. I love it. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. I think many times in our own lives, we compromise in our standards, in our decisions that we make, you know, even in our workplaces. I encourage you to fear God in how you make decisions and how you pay taxes and how you do these all kinds of things and how you hire and fire staff and how you, you, you go into your, your, your workplace. Because the Bible says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And many times, you know how we are wise in our own eyes is we are making our own decisions. We are doing shady deals. We are doing things that are not great, hiding them, thinking we, we, we're kind of clever and we are avoiding certain things, compromising God and His Word, hiding them from others, and we think... It's okay. But the Lord says, fear the Lord and shun evil. Turn away from it. Here's another scripture that goes into that that I want to encourage us in strongly as people because I want God's blessing to be upon our lives. God wants His blessing to be upon your life. But if we are making our own plans and doing things that are slightly shady or underhanded, we cannot expect to walk with the blessings of God and His favor to be upon our lives. Isaiah 29 verse 15 says in the NIV and the contemporary English version, it says this, Woe to those who do great, go to great depths to hide their plans or their ways from the Lord, who do their work in darkness and think, who sees us? Who will know? The Christian, although the contemporary English version says, you are in trouble if you try to hide your plans from the Lord or if you think that you 
what you do in the darkness can't be seen. We often have conversations and people say it and it's so true. God cannot be mocked. Some of us were speaking about in the last few weeks. God cannot be mocked. We cannot, you know what, we can fool man. It's easy to fool man and to get away with it. It's easy to make decisions and to do things that are ungodly in business or in our workplace and for, to, to completely have it hidden and man doesn't know. It's easy to fool man. But to do things and think that we're fooling God, that God's not really interested, that is God really going to deal with me when I do these things? He's not really kind of interested in this stuff. would be foolish. And God says, <laughs> according to the contemporary English version, you're in trouble if you try to hide your plans and do these unwise things against me because I see everything and I'll deal and I'll reward according to your righteousness and according to your decisions, your godly decisions. That's how we have got to walk in fear of God, in reverence in our workplace, in every area, in our jobs, in our family, in our relationships, is to honor and to revere and to fear God. If we do things without honoring God and His Word, according to Scripture, I don't think we can ask God to bless it or to come through for us when things fall apart, unless there's repentance. But it's quite strange, and we are funny beings that walk in often so much compromise that we will do things like that. We will avoid this or do something underhanded or slightly shady, and when we're struggling, we're saying, God, where are you? God, where's your blessing? Where's your promises that you promise? Why aren't you coming through and giving me breakthrough? And if I could say it in such a way, which is not out of the Bible, God's saying, you've tied my hands. In my own words, you've tied my hands. I cannot go against my word. My word is, if you honor me, you fear me, and you do things according to my word and my ways, I will bless you. If you don't, I cannot be a part of it. And so maybe there's something for us to look into in our own hearts and our own lives. And maybe we are struggling and there's many Christians struggling with certain things and breakthrough. Trusting God. And one of the prayers that we had in our men's meeting was, Lord, reveal and bring to light that which is in the darkness. To help us with our breakthrough. To give us the things that we are struggling and wrestling through and with. That we're trusting you for. And some of the things that we came down to were there's some darkness in our lives, in our decisions. There's some bad mistakes we have made that are ungodly. And those are with holding God's blessing and His breakthrough in our lives. And I want to encourage you guys in your lives that we would seek the Lord. Repent of decisions that are not good, not godly. Go before God. Fix them. Make right. Make right and seek God. And watch how God will just bless you. Whether it's financially, it, it could be, it should be, but also with His peace and His presence. and his, You'll just experience Him on another level and His grace and His love upon your life on another way, uh, level. So let me close with this thought. Again, to tremble at His Word. To tremble at His Word. Keep building a distaste, a hatred for sin in your life. The ones I look on with favor 
are the ones who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Let's pray. Lord, this morning again, we are so encouraged by your word. Lord, you speak to every area of our lives for our good. You straighten our paths. You discipline us by your words, by sometimes illuminating the sin in our lives. And Lord, sometimes it is a form of discipline in our lives. And yet we know that this form of discipline and correction produces a harvest of fruit and righteousness in our lives. Lord, before you this morning, we want to say we love you, we honor you, we fear you, we revere you, we live in awe of you and your word. Your word is clear to us, God, to do away, to hate evil. Lord, help us to stand strong against evil when evil comes in like a blanket in society and in culture, where it comes in to push Christians back. Lord, we stand strong and we'll speak the truth in love. So Lord, we pray that you would give us a boldness and a courage within us to stand upon your word, God, to confess it, to speak it, Lord God, to push back darkness as we live in truth, godly lives that are honoring to you, God. Help us, Lord, we pray. Help us, God. Keep us from false doctrine, Lord. Keep us from living lives of lukewarmness, Lord. So that your presence and your spirit would reign supremely in our lives. Father, above all else, we want to say we love you and we want to fear and honor you and your word. We want to tremble at your word, God. We bless your name. We bless your word, God. And we thank you for its work in our life, that it's a double-edged sword, piercing and cutting deep in our spirit, dividing soul and bone and marrow, separating them from one another so that we can see what's of the spirit and what's of the flesh, so we can walk according to the spirit and those desires and not of the flesh and the carnal desires in nature. Thank you, Lord, for your life-transforming word in our lives. We praise you, God. We worship you, Lord. With our eyes closed, let me ask you again this morning, if you are absolutely confident that you are walking this new walk with God, the question is, have you come to a place of surrender to give your heart to Christ, to repent of your sin? The Bible speaks of repenting from your sin your own way of life and following God's way. Walking on the straight and the narrow path that he's called us to walk on. Have you been forgiven? Are you redeemed? If you're not and you're saying, I'm not sure or I've never given my heart to the Lord, I want you just to please raise your hand and I'd love to pray over you today. If that's anyone today. Father, we pray over our brother this morning. We pray over his life and we just ask that God, in the most sincere way that your spirit would move upon him, 
that God, you would continue the great work that you've started in his life. That God, as he walks with you and serves you, Lord, that your spirit would set him on fire for you, Lord, according to your word, Lord. And we pray that, Father, as he maybe just comes to a place of rededication this morning, that, Father, your spirit would change his heart, change his mind, Lord. Lord, empower him to walk away from all kinds of evil and all kinds of selfish desires and to follow your word and your ways, Lord. That you would bless him, God. Protect his faith, Lord. That his faith would grow deep in your precious name. And Lord, for every one of us, we want to say this morning, we surrender. We surrender, Lord. To you, to your ways, we surrender. We surrender.